Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. I had shared this with uh, my small group a couple weeks ago. But this is not part, this is not what I'm going to speak about this morning. Because I, I strongly believe that we are living in times. In times, listen, listen up church, we're living in times to where our foundation needs to be Christ. Our foundation needs to be God. We need to be standing upon the rock of our salvation. Because we're going to start seeing things. And we're going to start hearing things. And it's happening as if it right now. Well, the church needs to be strong. The church needs to stand upon the promises of Jesus. Verse 24, it says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. How many here are built on the rock of Jesus? Verse 25, it says, When the rains came down and the storms rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was the rock of Jesus Christ. Church, you cannot be moved. No matter what comes to your life, you cannot be moved. Your foundation is Christ. Your foundation is Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we come before your throne of grace right now, Lord God. We give you thanks, Father God. I give you thanks for your word, Father God. I pray, Father, you just use me, Father God. Use my, my mouth to speak your word, speak life into, these, into this congregation, Lord God. He's moving a special way, and we pray, amen and amen. Amen, you may be seated this morning. And when I, where I want to go with this church is that, is that you got to understand that you have to be found, founded in, in Christ and crowned in Jesus, amen? So no matter what comes to your life, no matter what happens, you know exactly where you're going, Amen? No matter what storms rise up in your life, no matter what comes, no matter who says what, your foundation is Christ. Amen. Let me get into my, to my preaching now. Just had to share that with you this morning because I think somebody needed to hear that. That you need to be founded in Christ. Amen. Your foundation needs to be in him. This morning, what I, what I want to speak on this morning is... Um, it's a topic, and I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't have a topic for it. I don't even have a, t- I don't have a topic for it, but what I want to speak about this morning is, is fear, because I believe that fear has come into a lot of our lives, amen, and I'm not saying that you're wrong before God, but fear is something that has come in into your life, and it has kept you. For fulfilling God's call in your life. Amen. If you have your Bible, it's in the book of Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 
Matthew chapter 14, amen? Verse 22. I'm going to stay in this passage for a while, and I'll be jumping into scriptures there. So if you have your Bible, just leave it open. Write it to Matthew chapter 14. Verse 22 says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples go into the boat and go ahead of him on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Verse 23, after he had dismissed the crowd, he went up to the mountainside by himself and prayed. Say, and prayed. While evening came, he was there alone. Amen. Verse 24 says, but the boat, but the boat was already on the other side, from a distance from the land. But the waves and the winds were against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus was out, went out to them, walking on the lake. Verse 26 says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Is it a ghost? They said and cried out with fear. Verse 27 says, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And what I want to focus on is right here on 28 says, Peter, it says, Lord, it is you. It is, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come out onto the water. Verse 29 says, come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that Peter got out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. See that when I when I was when I was studying this, when I was reading this, I can only imagine what was going through Peter's mind at the time. Well, when the Lord had told him, when he asked the Lord, he goes, Lord, if it's you, call me out into the water. And I believe that, that, that he was standing right there at the edge of the boat, and he saw that water. Amen. And I strongly believe that this morning that there are several of us right now that we're standing at the edge of the boat, You're standing at the edge of the boat. But somewhere on the edge of the boat, there has been a fear that came into your life. A fear of the unknown, a fear of not knowing whether, whether you should take that step or not. And that fear has creeped in into your life and that fear has kept you from doing what God has called you to do. Amen. A fear and doubt. But if you go on with the, birth, with the verse and what the Bible says that when Peter stepped out, when he stepped out of the boat and he stepped on the water, he started going towards Jesus. But what happened was that Peter started to look to the left and to the right. Then he started to sink. He started to go down. And that's what's happening to some of us. Some of us have stepped over that, that ledge. You stepped over that part and God tells you, come to me. And you have stepped, but some of us have left our eyes left and to the right. 
And we have taken our eyes off Jesus. We have taken our eyes off the maker. We have taken our eyes off the Savior. Amen. But the Bible also goes on saying that Peter, that when he cried out, he goes, Lord, save me. And what did Jesus do? He came and he grabbed him and he saved him. See, many times, brothers and sisters, in our walk, we're going we're, we're, we're to fail. You know, fear is going to come into our lives and you're going to say, Lord, where are you? And God says, well, where, where did your eyes go? You were walking that fine line. You were walking that line with me. You had your eyes on me. You were doing what I have called you to do. But somewhere, you took your eyes off God. And fear has, fear has, has, uh, has, has creeped in, has, has came in. That's what happens when we take our eyes off Jesus. Fear comes in into our lives. And we find ourselves in a state that you ask yourself, how did I get here? Amen. See, I, I, I want to explain something to you. For, for a while there, I, I, I was dealing with a part of my life to where I had fear in there. And I was at that point to where I was like, God, can I trust you? But hallelujah, when I took that step of faith and I said, Lord, I'm going to do your will. I'm going to do what you have called me to do. I stepped out into the water, but I kept my eyes on Jesus. Amen. I kept my eyes on him because I know where he's taking me and I know what he's going to do in my life. Hallelujah. It brings me joy when I hear people talk about what God wants to do in their life. Amen. What the Lord wants to do in their lives. And I just pray this morning that somehow in your Christian walk that you would find a way to say, God, I need to come back to you. I need to come back to my foundation, which is you, Jesus. Because I am sinking. And tonight, this morning, the Lord is your lifeguard. He wants to help you this morning. Amen. See, as, as I, I know that there's several parents here this morning that yet you might have a son or a daughter that is not serving God right now and that they are struggling spiritually, they are struggling with their walk of God. But I'm going to tell you right now, this morning, mom and dad, don't give up because I was once one of those childs. I was once one of those childs that I left the things of God and I was sinking in my life, but my mom and dad never stopped praying for me. Because I know the Lord can do it for me, he can do it for you. And he can do it for your sons and your daughters, amen? They will come back to the feet of Christ. They will come back to where they belong. Mom and dads, don't have fear in that area. Just give it to Christ. Give it to Jesus and Jesus will make a way for them. Hallelujah. See, I was, I didn't want anything to do with God. When I was at that point in my life. I was at that point where I was a destruction in my life. But I had a praying mother and father. And I came to that point in my life to where I found myself at the altar, crying out before God, saying, Lord, I need you. I need you this, this time in my life. And I remember when I, when I, when I told the Lord that, that was almost 16, 17 years ago. And I'm still standing upon the rock of Christ. I'm standing upon Jesus. 
I am standing upon him because he is my foundation. And fear has left my life. See, there was a time in one of my oldest, my oldest son's life where he brought fear in my life because of the things that he was talking to me about. How he didn't want to serve God anymore. How he just felt like giving up. This is real. And then it brought a fear into my life. I said, God, I have trained my son in the things of you. I have taught him your, your word. I have prayed over him. Hallelujah. And, I, and when I would see him struggle, what he was going through, what parent would not want to just jump in and say, you know what? Save your son and your daughter. But I remember there was a time in my life where I just had to leave him and say, Lord, he's in your hands. And Lord, he's in your hands and you're going to have to work in his life. But through prayer, what I was shown through prayer and through the word of God, the Lord just started working a miraculous thing in his life. And God just started to come and transform his life. Now my son is one of the drummers here at the church. He's also attending Bethel Bible School of Ministry. But that fear had came into my life. I said, Lord, you have to intervene. I remember I received a text. Hallelujah. I received this text. And it was a picture of my oldest son behind the pulpit. Give him the word. I was like, Lord, you're just so good. You're awesome. But I have learned to turn upon, uh, stand, upon the, stand upon God. You see, church, sometimes fear has come into your family, has come into your life. And, you, and, and, and sometimes you find yourself, you find yourself wondering, say, God, where are you? And God says, I am, I've been there. Where are you? Where are you? Amen. I want to. My foundation in Christ is strong. I remember there was a time that I was, at, I was at, at my job, I was at my work, and I was sitting down there, and I was in my office doing some paperwork. And there's just been this guy at, at my job that, that he's, he's not a believer like me in Christ, but he, he loves God, but he just doesn't serve God. And he's always coming and asking me questions, asking me things. And then uh, there's, come, there's come to a situation sometimes where I just have to walk away because I say, Lord, I don't want to offend him because I know the truth. And I remember I was sitting in my office, and then I was sitting there, and I was, I was finished off my paperwork. And he walked into my office, and he sat there. And he looked at me, and I was doing my paperwork. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm finishing my paperwork. What are you doing? So every morning I wake up with the joy of the Lord in my heart. I wake up with that joy. And I remember when I was sitting there, he, he asked me, what, he goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm finished off paperwork. I go, what's up? What's on your mind? What's going on? He goes, well, he goes, I got a question to ask you. Several, several weeks back, he goes, what do you think about that, that, that same-sex marriage that, that, that's happening right, right now as we talk? I 
remember I stopped and I turned around, I looked at him, and I smiled. He goes, why do you smile at me? I go, because that right there is just a sign that I'm getting closer to heaven, amen? I, I, I know that Christ is coming back because when the book of Revelation starts taking place, I, I know that Christ is coming back for his church, amen? And he looked at me when I tell him, I go, I'm a step closer to heaven. He just sat there, looked at me all puzzled. And I just smiled at him. And I continued to do what I was doing, my paperwork. And he wanted to ask me another question. And, he, and I looked at him. And when he was about to ask me that question, he goes, I ain't going to ask you because I already know you're a step closer to heaven then. And I told him, I, was, I go, you learn fast because I know where I'm going. Amen? I know where I'm going, and I know that my fellowship with Christ, that every, every time I pray, I know where I'm going. I know what the Lord is doing for me. And I told him what the Lord is doing for me. I go, your step to, to heaven is closer too, but the thing is you got to get your life right with God. I was like, wow, he, he looked at me. He goes, wow, I guess I got to go now. And every morning now that I see him, he looks at me, he smiles, and I smile back at him. I say, good morning to you. Amen? And I tell him, you know what? The joy that I have, God wants to give it to you. And let me tell you something. He's about 63 years old, and I'm 36, so there's a big age difference right there. And I told him, you know what? It's not, I go, you're not too old yet to, to be used by the Lord. I go, God can do something in your life. He goes, why is it every morning that you wake up, you come with joy, and you're always happy and everything like that? I go, because I know who I serve. I don't have fear in my life anymore. Fear is not part of me. Fear is is, is gone from me. And let me tell you something, men. The men here in this church that are listening. And I strongly believe that when God speaks, he speaks to a man first. And man, let me tell you something. Men, if you are walking in fear, how do you think your family's going to be? If you're walking in doubt, how do you think your family's going to be? See, it doesn't matter. Let me tell you something right now, church. It doesn't matter what your bank account might look like. If you're standing upon Christ, you're standing upon God, God's going to come and see you through. He's going to come see you through. He's going to make a way when there seems to be no way. But somewhere along, you see, you see your bank account statement that says a bunch of zeros on it. There ain't no one in front of it. Come on, I know someone has been there before. But you know what? See, when, I, when that happened to me in my life one time, I just came to the altar and I said, Lord, you know what? Here's my bank account. It's yours. You deposit whatever you want to deposit in it. And I remember the Lord just came and just people started blessings left and right. It's the favor of God. God just answering your prayers. So don't let your bank account put fear into your life. The Lord knows what he's doing. Maybe he's trying to draw you closer to him. He's trying to open up these doors for you. And sometimes I, I, I see that at, at the altar that there's, there's sometimes that people come. Because I stand up here a lot and I pray for several of y'all. And I have seen sometimes that you have come to the altar. And sometimes that fear, that fear has come into your life. You said, well, what are people going to think and what are people going to say when they see me lift my hands? And fear has kept you from the altar. 
and you have stepped back. But it comes a time into your life, church, and I get excited about this because when I see this happen, the time that when you come to the altar and you just, you stand there, hallelujah, you stand there and you say, I don't care what people are going to think about me. I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to get my blessing. And you start standing there and maybe you might have doubt and fear when you're standing right here at the altar. You're standing right here at the altar. And all of a sudden, you start feeling something. Something starts sparking up into your heart. Algo como esa mueve en tu corazón. Am I supposed to speak Spanish? <laughs> but you start feeling something in your heart, and by the time you know it, you're lifting your hands. Because God is giving you freedom, and that, and, and that fear is leaving you. And by the time you know it, you start speaking in tongues, and you start jumping. Because why? Because Jesus has delivered you. He has took that spirit of fear from you, and he has given you a foundation, which is him. And you made your way back, and you start jumping. And you start shouting, and because why? Because Christ is giving you a new foundation. He has taken it, that fear, and he has given you joy. He has given you peace. Everything that you have been struggling with going through, you see, laid it here at the altar. You say, Lord, I can't do with this anymore. Because I found myself there at one time. You start feeling that joy back in your heart. You start jumping. You start clapping. Because you're no longer in that same spot anymore. Because the Lord is doing something. And I strongly believe that many of us are captured. The spirit of fear has captured your family. Hallelujah. Some of you, I'm out of, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I feel that some of you have been to the doctor. And the doctor has given you something bad. And has brought fear into your life and has kept you from coming to the altar. It's kept you coming to church in that fear. doctor might have told you something. But when you come to the church, what does God say? Whose report are you going to listen to? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to re- re- listen to what the doctor tells you? Or are you going to do what God says? The church this morning, what is God saying to you? Maybe you might find yourself at that point in your life to where you're at the edge of that boat and you, you're seeing Jesus. You're seeing him. And God is telling you, come, come to me, come to me. All you who are tired, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to give you rest. He wants you to be stress-free. He doesn't want you to live in fear. He doesn't want you to live in doubt. God wants to fulfill the calling in your life. Church, your sons and your daughters will come to know the goodness of Christ. Don't fear. There's another thing that I want to speak on. See, because I'm a dreamer. I love to dream. I love to dream big. And when I dream, I dream. And I strongly believe that the Lord wants to deliver your mind too because fear has come into your mind. 
And some of you used to dream real big about what you want to do for Christ, what you want to do for God. But somewhere you stopped dreaming because fear has came into you. And God wants to give you dreams again. Dreams of doing something for his kingdom. Doing something for him. Saving the lost. Some of you need to start dreaming again. And you know who you are. You need to start dreaming. Because when you dream, God gives you visions. And when he gives you a vision, it has to take place. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. Indicate it with an amen when you have it. The word of the Lord says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is telling you this morning, do not fear, for I am with you. Church, the moment you wake up in the morning, the Lord is with you. God has set his angels to camp around you. Do not fear. Do not fear of what this life, of what these months and these years to come, what's going to be like. If Jesus is telling you to come to him, come to him. I have one more scripture, and I'm going to close with this. And, I, and when, I, when, I started, when I read this, I believe that this is, I always see this when I enter somebody's house for a visit or something, or for a time of fellowship or just to speak to someone. And when I say this, I want to declare this over you and your family. Joshua. Chapter 24. I love what the last thing says in Joshua 24. Verse 25, verse 15. But the last sentence says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
we will serve the Lord. You will serve the Lord. Church, if God can do it for me, I know that he can do it for you. And I also want to say something to these young people that are out there. Listen up to what I'm going to tell you. Whether you're in high school, junior high, or in college. Don't have fear in your life of what people think are going to think about you and what they're going to say because you serve God. God did not make you a follower. God made you a leader. And I understand and I know that sometimes it's hard in school. It's hard to stand for Christ. But your school is in a world of hurt itself. But I pray this morning that God will just give you a spirit of, 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 of courage, not of fear, that you can enter your school this year again. And you can stand for Christ. You can stand for him. Church, for when you're at your work, you're at, your, you're at your job, you can stand for him because he has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of courage. It is time for the church to stand up and take hold of what Christ has given you. I pray right now that the spirit of fear would leave your mind about what people would think when you come to this altar. Because I'd rather be right before God than be right before somebody else. Because I know that one of these days when he calls me, I have to stand before him. One of these days, church, you will stand before him. You will stand before the king of kings and the Lord of lords. God doesn't want you to operate out of fear. He wants you to work out to, to, to operate out of blessings. Your blessing is in your mouth, but if you stand here at the altar and you don't say anything, you don't speak up, how is he going to hear you? Sometimes we stop the blessings from coming to our lives. Because we fear what someone's going to say. The church would rise this morning.